Hello. Welcome to Open Seating. My name is John and this is Jordan. Uh, and um, we're going to talk. I think I muted your mic. I muted both our mics and I... <laughs> I don't know if this is going to sound any different uh, on mic. We're in a different room this week while we're recording. We're upstairs. No one cares. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I never <laughs> not all my like 26 years, years or whatever. Yeah. However old he says. Oh, <laughs> underrated movie. Uh, what movie was that again? That's from Due Date. Due Date? Oh, yeah. Due Date was funny. So funny. That Due Date was one that hit me kind of like, it It hit It's funny, but sometimes. it got real a couple yeah. times, but it was mainly funny. But yeah, it was a funny movie. Anyway, welcome. This is, what is this, May 3rd? Yeah. May 3rd. It's a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, let's jump right into Jordan. How was your week? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Same old, same old. Uh, Quarantine weeks. Well, yeah. True. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was fine. Good. For the most part. It was okay. all right. It was all right enough. Great. In terms of news, just as a soft reminder, uh, for the past, I guess this is now the second episode that we've done this, maybe the third. I don't remember anymore. We're going to go through some general news and we're going to talk specifically about some TV movies, games, books, music, sports. Basically what he's trying stuff. to say is we have segments now I know. and they're going to go in the same order every week. Yes. The end. Bam. That's the last introduction to the segments you're ever going to get. Murder Hornets. <laughs> First off, in news. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you've never heard of these, eight, the the giant, what are, I think they're actually called like Asian giant hornets or something like that. Murder hornets. Uh, yeah. All the the news is talking, I just calling them murder hornets. They're just massive hornets that. They're tracker jackers, everyone. It's happened. It's happened. It's happened. They're usually in, uh, in found in Asia. They've been found in Seattle, I believe. Uh, this is not the and first Pan time. That, this is not the first time that this has happened, that somebody's probably brought them over on purpose to sell them because they're exotic or something like that. But uh, I guess the scare is like, is are they going to become their own little... Um, if you want to purchase a giant hornet, you are a psychopath and you need help, <laughs> professional help immediately. I can understand it if you want to like research it. No. But like if you're buying black market hornets, there's something you wrong. You should have your license revoked for whatever you're researching for. Anyway, these suckers are massive and apparently like a dozen of them can take out a whole beehive. And they like they have kill their all the stingers bees. are wild. like two inches, and they can apparently they have the ability to puncture a beekeeper suit. It's wild. I ain't about that. Thankfully, they're found early again. It's not the first time this happens, so hopefully, if you want to know how we spread, feel about wasps, uh, peep last week's episode. No, yeah, seriously, <laughs> no. All right, uh, I don't like wasps. I think they are. I think the devil um, uses wasps as um toilet paper horcruxes okay i'll allow it yeah <laughs> so checking another box off of 2020 bingo murder hornets moving on some dun, states dun, are opening dun, back dun, up dun, dun. <laughs> some states are opening back up this week including ours including ours uh to limited capacity or in limited uh ways like Restaurants are open and some retail shops are open and stuff like that, but it's like only there's up to 25%. There's definitely guidelines, yeah. yeah. So in the state of Texas, um, we're currently in what's called, what the governor is calling phase one 
of reopening. Um, we have to stay this way for two weeks, a little over two weeks, basically. And if there's no spike in new cases, then um, we can open up a little bit more, I think, effective May 18th. Yeah. So um, restaurants were allowed to open for more than just curbside uh, and delivery and drive through effective Friday. They are limited to 25% capacity. Uh, you can eat on the patio. Um, no party, they will not serve a party larger than six people and they, the parties have to remain six feet apart. They have to use disposable menus, um, no shared condiments. Like you can't have the ketchup bottles on the table. Um, employees should consider wearing cl face coverings, um, and gloves, but it's not required. It should be, I think, in my opinion, but it's not. Um, and they're encouraging contact-free payment. Retail establishments are somewhat of the same. 25% occupancy. Um, they're, again, encouraging contact-free payment. Uh, salons, barbershops, and spas have been ordered to remain closed for now, as have gyms and bars. Movie theaters were allowed to reopen to 25% capacity. Uh, that means you have to keep two seats, which is about six feet, um, in between parties. And you have to leave every other row empty. The employees have to disinfect the seats between screenings. Um, what if that reduces the number of uh, showings that they can have it might. in a day, right? It takes it more might. time to clean between them? It might. We go Saturday mornings, so there's no one there anyway. Right. We still haven't gone, though. I mean, hello. Yeah. Um, museums and libraries, same thing, 25% capacity, hands-on interactive areas have to remain closed. Um, outdoor sports were allowed to restart as long as it is not a contact sport, but you cannot have a, uh, you can't play with more than four people and public pools have to stay closed as well. Um, parks, dog parts, and pickleball courts I'm so glad for you example, had all of this because Texas. I didn't know all of the details. So thank you for pulling this up. <laughs> well, our city, our our city actually put something out after Governor Abbott's speech on Monday that kind of broke it down for the city specifically. Cool. Um, the parks, the trails, dog parks, and stuff—they were allowed to remain open with social distancing. Um, all citywide events were canceled through the end of May. Um, and all playgrounds, pavilions, volleyball courts and stuff are closed for now. Um, the public library in our town actually will reopen tomorrow with limited capacity. Um, so that's exciting. Um, is that like, is the, there's a library right around the corner that you've been interested to go to. Yeah, is that but I don't know, up? I don't know if it's open yet. I mean, it's brand new gotcha. and also it's not city of Keller, it's city of Fort Worth. Oh, fair enough. So. All right. So basically, basically, if if there's no spikes in new cases, um, they'll allow things to open up to fifty percent capacity as early as May eighteenth, as well as um, hopefully places like uh, salons and spas and barber shops and things like that. Yeah. Well, uh, stay precautious. Yeah. Like take still precautious. Take precautious. <laughs> And also, yeah, you know what I mean. Take precautions. Take precautions and stay cautious. Be precautious. Take precautions. Uh, Take precaution. Be precautious. Mem what I said, and I said what mm -hmm. I meant. All right. Uh, let's move on to TV and movies. Yay. So this Monday, uh, May 4th, 
May the fourth be with May you. May the fourth be, and also with you. And also with you. We're not Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars uh, Rise also, of Skywalker. Also, May 4th is tomorrow, if you're listening to this in real time. The or Rise of Skywalker is coming out on Disney+. Plus. It is. I'm excited about that. Me too. I'm going to watch it. In preparation for this monumental event, uh, we've been rewatching all of the Star Wars movies yeah. in chronological order. Yes. So we have watched so far episodes one, two, and three, then Solo, then Rogue One, and we just watched episode four today, and we will probably watch at the very least episode five before the end of today. You know what hit? I'm going to... I'll talk about it right now. So the thing that's hit me, especially after watching New Hope today compared to a lot of the prequels, the prequels, each scene was like trying to say not trying to say something but it was like oh this is this is the joke scene and then it's going to go to the action scene and then the, right. the love interest scene right um the original the, at least new hope uh doesn't care about that it's like it'll mix stuff in in all these different scenes like it's it's a better film i'm going to say that well yeah i mean but it's all the star wars films are better than the prequels that's just a fact but, but I, I guess I'm going to try and keep this... It was a different time. Well, I feel like that was you know, still the case with George Lucas, Solo George Lucas. Rogue One a little bit as well. George Lucas didn't have anything to prove with this one. You know, in 77, I think, is when this one came out. He didn't mm -hmm. have anything to prove. He was just making a movie. He had no idea what it was going to turn into. That's fair enough. You kind of got to give the prequels and the sequels a little bit of slack, almost. Um, because of that, because they had everything to prove. There's so much hype behind them that they yeah. had to try and live up to. Like desperate amounts of hype. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, I've been enjoying the rewatch. I enjoy the it. Rewatch. We do this at least once a year where we yeah. rewatch all the Star Wars movies, and I love it. We do year. that. We do the Harry Potter movies. Frequently. We do, uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't put it on here, but let's go ahead and talk about it since the Star mm. Wars piece of this is going to be the um, uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. The thing this past week. Do you want to talk they a little did. bit about that? I will. Um, so the cast of Parks and Recreation got together and did a special, a reunion special, basically, to Phenomenal benefit uh, COVID-19. Um, all the proceeds went to Feeding America, I believe. And basically, they just handled it like, I think this kind of came out of the meme that, that appeared not long after quarantine started that said Leslie Nope would have a binder for this. Uh, which if you've seen Parks and Rec and you know the episode that we're talking about with the uh, the city ha citywide hazard drill, she would definitely have a binder for this, for a nationwide pandemic. World global. She'd probably have <laughs> local, state, national, and global pandemic binders separately. <laughs> um, but anyway, so all of them got back together and basically treated it like a giant Zoom call. Um all in the characters character. were in quarantine lockdown yes. one way or another and it right. was and a they, call tree. It and they played it, it. They did. They played it off really well because like with the couples that were quote unquote married in the show, like they obvi they're obviously not married to each other in real life. So, but they played it off well. Like Ben was at home with the kids and Leslie was at work, of course. And yeah. um, April was in the house and Andy had managed to lock, lock himself, himself in, in the, the shed. shed. <laughs> <laughs> um the only time you saw someone in the room with someone else was Ron and Tammy too, because Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally all are actually married in real life. So yeah. I was really excited to see that. Um, Chris and Anne, Chris was quarantined downstairs and was in quarantined. The northeast side of yes, the Yes, whatever. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Anne was quarantined 
uh, upstairs because she's a nurse. So she was quarantining herself away from the rest of the family since she was still going to work. She was donating her time. Right. Doing other stuff. It was, I, I thought it was, it was really funny. good. Yeah. They did a good job. Um, everyone was really funny. It was so fun to see them all back together interacting as the characters again. Mm. Um, they did this great bit with Jerry and the Snapchat filters. It was hysterical. They even, they brought back Joe Calamezzo and um, purred happily <laughs> um, so that they could do like a news blast. You there heard were, with purred. The, yeah, you heard with purred. <laughs> the show that you are current. I'm purred, referencing the purred that you are currently watching. <laughs> <It's> just- <laughs> and they had commercials. Um, John Ralphio bought out a commercial spot. That was probably my favorite part of the entire thing. Um, I'm lonely. This is my actual phone this number. This is my Text actual me. real life phone number. <laughs> he bought a house. He with is flush with cash. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at that and then the fact that it opened with a statement by Bobby Newport himself, Paul Rudd, I think were my favorite parts. But it was really well done. It was a lot of fun. Um, if you aren't a fan of the show, I think it would be relatively boring. But yeah. No, if but, you watch the show and you realize it's over, it's been a while since they've been together and it's such yeah. a nostalgia fix. And it, and, was, and it was also hard, you know, it's hard to be in character yeah. when you're not in a room with each other, drawing off of each other's energy. But for what they were able to do, it was great. Yep. It was wonderful. Yep. Chris Pratt did not phone it in. He had the time of his life. It was great. He owes everything to that show. <laughs> Uh, so that was good. So if you like Parks and Recreation, check it out. Check it out. If you have it's not on... watched Parks and Rec, don't. This is wait until you like watch the yeah, series. Watch but I recommend Parks watching the series. Yes, watch um, Parks and Rec. It's on the. It's the show is not on YouTube, but the the full special is on YouTube. It's also, I believe, on the NBC app, and I believe when Peacock launches this summer, the NBC's streaming service, yeah. I believe um, it will right. be on there as well as will Parks and Rec in. Sparks and Rex, I think it's still on Netflix as of right it now. It is right? still on Netflix as of right now. Go I watch guess. it quick on Netflix because they're going to take it. There. I think they're going to take it along with The Office when Peacock launches, mm-hmm. which is going to hurt Netflix pretty significantly, in my opinion. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right, last in TV and movies, at least in the news sec- news portion of it. John Wick Four, originally slated to be mid next year, twenty twenty one, is going to miss that date because COVID stuff has uh, prevented. Keanu Reeves from finishing his shooting for The Matrix 4, which he is in contract to do prior to John Wick 4. So, darn. They're on finishing both of them. The Matrix 4 and then end of this year hopefully they say they're going to try and start shooting on John Wick 4 and then mix it next year, come out in 2022. You have fun with that. I love both you of those series. You and my dad and my brother can go see that together. John Wick is a fantastic new wave like cheesy action series and it's great uh the matrix was an amazing first movie and all the other ones are john wick movies in the universe of the matrix and i'm still here for it it's Mm. great Uh, all right uh oh we watched fantasia this past week we did to continue the disney train correct we are uh if you're if you're just tuning in for the first time we are watching through um the main str- i'm going i'm just going to say mainline disney movies um kind of our own practice version of like a rewatch of something 
Um, John hasn't seen a lot of these movies in a long time. We have access to all of them now with or Disney Plus. Um, you had seen Fantasia before, though. It had just been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So Fantasia, as everyone knows, is not really a story-driven movie at all. It's um, animated vignettes set to classical music. Um, it actually lost Disney a lot of money when it came out in 1940 because um, people just didn't really know what to do with it. Um, it's definitely gained it back over time. It has some really iconic moments in it that when you even if you're like I don't know anything about Fantasia if you see a scene from it you're like oh yeah that's from Fantasia isn't it so I really enjoyed it mm -hmm. and it's me I really I do think that the reason I enjoyed it so much is that you and I like classical music we like going to right. um, symphonies we like that sort of stuff right. uh, if you don't then I think you're enjoying you will have less fun watching this movie not that you won't have fun it's also but just relaxing but I think if you are someone who enjoys classical music or you enjoy going to a symphony that just enhances the experience right, right. so to that end I think that kind of biased me in this is I just like that music sure. I like seeing the performances of that and so it was very reminiscent of that, and I sure. enjoyed it that much more. But uh, So Fantasia includes a program comprised of uh, Bach's Toccata and Fugue in D minor, which is pretty much just live-action shots of the orchestra, and then like some animated shapes. It was very abstract. Um, the, uh, Tchaikovsky's The Nutcracker Suite, um, showing the animation there is the changing of the seasons from autumn to winter, um, it's got, if you remember it at all, it's got like the, the dancing mushrooms, the fairies, um, the fish, a really chill scene there. Uh, Ducas's The Sorcerer's Apprentice, of course, Mickey's Shining Moment. Everyone should recognize the, the broom handle wah, with the, wah, 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 with the wah, water. Well, yeah. or the, ha the hat, the sorcerer's hat. That's the only time he ever wears that costume. I guess I, well, Fantasia 2000. It's the same it's the same piece though. Okay, they hold, just hold hold on. Is Fantasia two thousand the same as Fantasia? I don't remember. What are you saying? No, it's not the same. Is it like a remake? No, the only piece that they recycled for Fantasia two thousand. It's the same idea, but the only piece that they recycled for Fantasia two thousand was the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Gotcha. I guess. Uh, did this? Did I completely? Am I blocking this on my hair? Am I getting confused? Like Mickey up on in like the wizard robes and the hat on top of a thing and like moving his hands and like waves crashing. That happened. We watched that yesterday. Okay. Okay. We Thank watched you. that yesterday. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Proceed. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So then there's um, Stravinsky's Rite of Spring, uh, which is the really creepy and um, story about the dinosaurs. Which uh, it was so funny. Friday night, John sent me an article. Um, about Fantasia when we were set to watch it on Saturday anyway. Um, like a new article too. Right. So the if you remember anything about this scene from Fantasia, um, it's basically going from the creation of life on Earth um, according to science and then uh, going through the demise of the dinosaurs, essentially. Mm -hmm. So um, it was in the 1940s. So right, they didn't this was have in 1940. So the meteor theory had not come out yet. So that is why it um, they depict the death of the dinosaurs in a drought, basically. Mm -hmm. um, which I, I then was reminded, oh wow, that's cool because in the I think this movie came out in either 99 or 2000, but dinosaur the the CGI movie from Disney 
um, kind of incorporates both of those. There's a meteor that causes a drought. Um, yeah, and one, it kind of turns into a whole thing. I wonder in the 90s if that was still like in question. If it I don't was know. still a new theory. I don't know I don't when know. that came out. I don't either. All right. Um, then there's a sh very short intermission where also the... Um, yeah, first of the, all, an intermission. <laughs> there's also a guy... Uh, the, the narrator comes out and does a cute little bit called Meet the Soundtrack where they basically stylize a soundtrack showing basically sound waves of the different instruments in the orchestra. It's cool. Um, Beethoven's The Pastoral Symphony. Um, this one's also pretty well known with the centaurs, the cupids, the fawns, Bacchus, um, the Pegasus. Um, that was cute. Was that the, that's not the centaur one. Yeah, it is. It is? Okay. That centaur one was, I enjoyed the piece. It was also really fun to just kind of poke fun of it the whole <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Dance of the Hours from Ponchielli. Um, this is, um, it's got four sections because Dance of the Hours is based or is cut into four sections on stage as well. Morning, afternoon, evening, and night. This is the one with the ballet dancing ostriches, hippos, elephants, and alligators. Um, and then it ends with a mashup of sorts of Mussorgsky's Night on Bald Mountain, which um, is one of the creepiest things Disney has ever animated. Very well done. But uh, yeah, Disney basically animated hell. So that was cool. Um, and then at the end, it ends basically Chernabog, the big evil devil, if you didn't know that was his name, is chased away by church bells and the sun rising. And that's when Schubert's Ave Maria comes in and that's how it ends. Um, so yeah, that's just a brief overview of Fantasia if you weren't ever familiar with any of the pieces that were done um, watch it put it on in the background it's really chill and relaxing to listen to um, and it's pretty aesthetically pleasing on the eyes as well if you if you've never seen it and you are and you like classical music um, I'd, I'd give it a shot if you don't but you kind of like Dis you like Disney films um, yeah, I'd put it on in the background while you're doing something else, but where you can still peek up and kind of look at it right. occasionally. Like if you have your laptop in your lap or if you're right. playing on your Switch or something like that, play it on in the background and you can look is, up and it's great. This is not a story-driven film. No. So if you need a story to stay, to keep your attention, you're going to be bored. Yeah. But yeah, what's next week? What are we watching next week? Next week we're going to watch my favorite classic Disney movie, Dumbo. Ah, I feel I'm like we so just accepted. launched. I think it was because the live action one came out within the past. Well, you know what? I'll year, watch Dumbo right? every day if given the opportunity, <laughs> so you can just deal with it. <laughs> Favorite classic Disney film. Fantastic. Um, I had a question for you for the sake of the movie segment. Um, we talked about. So I love. I don't say I love horror movies. You I don't. like. I don't. I like psychological thrillers and I like monster movies, but I don't like like horror. Like I've seen like Omen and. And uh, what's the one with the uh, red demon face? Uh, Insidious. I've seen that one. Um, I've seen kind of those. And they're meh. They're not really great. They're not super entertaining. I don't feel like I'm better for it afterward. But I love, like, I love Ridley Scott's Alien. I love the Alien series and those. I love, like, monster movies in that regard. Um, we've been watching playthroughs of a lot of scary games. So, Jordan, would you be interested in watching some more scary movies i'm pretty sure we've talked about this already i don't remember if it was on mic or not we kind of already did that last year 
like for Halloween, we were like, you know what? We're going to watch some of these classic horror movies that we've never seen. Like we watched yeah. Psycho. We watched um, The Shining. How do you classify those? So if those in that, in, if we, if you did a shot for shot remake of those movies nowadays, I don't know if that would be classified as horror. I would consider it. Well, it's, I think it's a different type of horror because like. Okay, so I would think that Psycho might be more of a horror movie than you because it's about a man stalking and murdering a woman, right? Well, I guess I think of that as it's a... That's I, something that very real that could happen to me. It is a horrific thing that is happening, but I think of the movie as a thriller or a psychological thriller or something like that. Not, I, well, okay, so you know I, I kind of throw psychological thrillers in almost in the horror genre. Okay, then that explains our differences. <laughs> But are you up for more of them? It like depends. I don't one. like, you know, I don't like gore. Okay. I can't yeah. do body horror. Yeah. Like, if I don't a like kid the or an or animal like dies, I'm gone. Okay. I'm out of here. Immediately turn it off. Not cool. Um, I don't know if it counts. And if I've it's heard a blatantly of- sacrilegious, I don't know how well I would handle it. Like, I don't know. I genuinely, I'm not saying no to watching Omen. Or I'm not like saying we need to watch the that Exorcist one. or something, but I don't know if I would be able to make it through because I just don't handle blatant sacrileges, sacrilegion, sacrilegion, sacrilege, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't handle that well. I think that's perfectly fair. I don't. I'm not a fan of the of that stuff either. I used Omen as an example because it uh, right, right. I've of just course. it was something like that as considered a new wave horror, newer horror movie that which is I've funny because right. Omen is but like from the original Omen was in like the seventies. Fair enough, but but you know what I mean. So what maybe was, what was the one with the clap on clap off demon in the basement? Oh God, isn't that Amityville? Is that Amityville I think horror? it's one of the Amityville movies. If not Amityville horror, I think it's an Amityville Amityville movie. Okay, I've seen that one. Um, that one I liked all right. There, but but yeah, I'm same with you. I don't like when kids or animals get hurt. No, um, I don't like when there's obsessive gore. Gore does not bother me. Excessive unless, gore. What did I say? Obsessive. I said obsessive. You did. Wow, that's stupid of me. <laughs> I hate obsessing over gore. I don't I like. I want you to gore. catch it and no, post. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be re- and be like. We got to do the whole thing over again because I'm an idiot. <laughs> thank you. Uh, excessive gore. I don't like whenever there's gore without a point. If it's right. gore for the sake of gore, it's stupid. There's right. no point to it. That's why I don't like the Saw movies. I don't like the... So we'll put it this way. Like I don't if, like John Carpenter's The Thing. I don't like those if because you, it's just... It's for the sake of the fly. It's the gore for the sake of gore and it, I don't like Like that. if you were like, let's watch all the Jason movies, I would probably, especially now after having listened to um, How Did This Get Made and hearing them make fun of multiple... <laughs> Uh, Jason movies. I could, I could probably be okay with Jason. There is or Freddy Krueger or like those types yeah. of horror movies, like the classic eighty slashers flicks. It's they're almost satirizing themselves exactly because like, they know what they are. It's campy BS. It's it's they garbage. Know what, they yeah. know what they are. Yeah, it's not trying to be like serious with the gore. Do you remember that time in college where we watched all the Jason movies while we were doing laundry? I think I in remember us, I remember us watching Jason 2, 3 and X. I don't remember any of the other ones, and but then <laughs> and then it was like it was like over Valentine's Day weekend cuz I think oh, Friday yes. the 13th and then uh the 14th Valentine's Day was Saturday and we tried to go 
There's a there's like we a waterfall that's like the falls there, so and we didn't know where to go and it was dark and you made me cross over that rickety hold on. ass. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to tell, tell the story proper. <laughs> hold on. So, Trauma. yes, this happened uh, around Valentine's Day weekend. <laughs> trying to be super romantic. It was romant- Valentine's Day weekend. Trying to be like romantic. Hey, there are the, this park with a small waterfall in it. Let's go walk there and walk around the park and it'll be cute. We did it after class. Excuse me. We did it way after class. It was dark. It was definitely evening. It was night because we went. Uh, we ate, and then we went to go do this. And we were like, "Oh, we'll do that, um, and it'll be fine. It'll be great. It's That's at it. sunset. It'll be romantic." I as think shit. we went and to Casa Mignana, didn't we? Yes, and it. We were like, "It's going to be fucking romantic," and yeah. it was not romantic. No. So <laughs> we get there, and the parking lot to get into uh, in this part of the park to get into the park, you have to cross. Uh, a creek, more a or less, but it's a, lo- it's a large a creek. Rope bridge. Hold, hold, you're getting ahead of me. I am rope bridge. It is. It was a large creek slash small river, and <laughs> to, if we had to categorize it, to get across said creek river, we had to cross a wooden rope bridge. This was not a small wooden rope bridge. It was so long. This was like 50 60 feet of rope oh wooden my bridge God. <laughs> uh there's no safety line or anything it was a big bridge but it was wood and rope this it was <laughs> I, thick we twine were, and two by fours we were basically not... shrek and donkey in the first shrek movie trying and to he, cross this i'm like shrek i'm looking down and it john was, goes if you turn around i swear to god we're halfway across didn't we make it across though? we did and we made it we across got there, and we got in there and no th- lights it's so it in during the day it's beautiful there are there are these pathways that have trees lining all of it and it's it's great in the <laughs> evening it's beautiful the way the light comes through the trees it's romantic it's amazing At night whenever we got across the bridge the sun was gone <laughs> when you got across to the path you look left you look right it's like you're starting a maze and there are two lights on it and on either That's ends it. of it and, and it's I, dark between them we're like looked, you're gonna get murdered i looked john right in the eyes i said jason is here yeah, <laughs> jason is here and we ran back across that bridge we went back across the bridge and back to campus got and in the we car didn't and left. go back to the falls until two years after two years graduated. after we graduated from college because we went why'd we go back we were there for the cookout. Oh, that's right. And yeah. then and we, we were like, hey, it's during the day this time. Let's go. Let's go. And we're not <laughs> We've got frightened time. young children anymore. Oh, what a wonderful time. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, that was fantastic. Damn Lucy Park. Damn you, Lucy Park. Let's move on to games. Okay. All right, next segment. Games. Yay. All right. Assassin's Creed. Um came out or coming out with a new game everyone was rumored it was going to be vikings and it's confirmed they released a trailer a trailer for assassin's creed valhalla or valhalla however you want to pronounce it um it was a trailer so i can't say the game looks good the trailer looked good if this was was cool if this was a cgi movie i would be super hyped but that's not what it's going to look like in the game so i want to see the gameplay but if it's anything like Odyssey and Origins, I loved both of those uh, games, played through both of them. Still playing Odyssey because it, you beat, by the time you beat the game, it's 30 hours in. There's still 70 hours of extra side content, so I'm going through all that. But uh, yeah, I'm down. The weird thing is, though, they tar- they're targeting, I guess, well, I guess it's not weird whenever I think about it. They're targeting holiday 2020, so this fall, by the time it comes out, because that coincides with the launch of the new consoles. So they want it to be one of the first games you can get for the new console. 
prior to the new consoles launching Cyberpunk 2077, an extremely uh, anticipated and hyped up RPG from CD Projekt Red, the makers of The Witcher 3, uh, comes out, I believe, in September. And so if Assassin's Creed comes out in or around September, then... I don't know. I feel like it's going to have to compete for sales. It probably makes more sense if it's like a November, December release. But regardless, new Assassin's Creed coming out. Yay. Yay. I actually think the last two were super good, so I'm super excited about that. Apart from that, uh, Legends of Runeterra, which I know I've talked about here before, finally came out of beta 1.0 released, and it's also on mobile. So if you have an Android or iOS device, you can go download it on your app store. It's a fun game. Go play it. Um, those are the only news pieces for this past week, kind of a slow week. So in terms of our picks, uh, I'll go first and then we'll end with Jordan for a Pokemon Go update. I've been playing Legends of Runeterra on my iPad and my phone. I'm a fan of it. As I've said before, I'm playing more Fallout 76, which I'm having a lot more fun with it than I think I did at the beginning. I think I'm just, I'm in a mood for like that type of game. So I'm having a great time with it. Uh, Running into a few bugs, but whatever. It's fine. It's still a super fun game. Kingdom Come Deliverance. I continue my playthrough of that. Uh, the combat still sucks. Watch your boy on YouTube at Very Large Bookcase. Thank you. I think it's just Large Bookcase. I don't but, think it's Very, but I think it's just Large Bookcase. I thought you said it had to be Very. Um. Please hold. Yeah, we'll find out pull it up on there but anyway i'm posting all of the kingdom all of the all the games i play i usually stream on twitch twitch.tv it is large bookcase bookcase, i apologize twitch.tv slash large bookcase you can Um, also find him on youtube at large bookcase i upload all of the kingdom come deliverance and single player and some of those and some highlights and stuff to youtube youtube.com slash large bookcase but kingdom come deliverance amazing rpg story is fantastic uh the world is immersive it's great but the combat sucks so bad. It. I stopped my last session of it uh, because of the combat. Because I ran into this thing. I'm trying to find this cart with this guy who went missing. I find the cart on off the side of the road, which is fantastic. It didn't give you a waypoint. It said, it's between here and this other one. There are like six different roads. Go find them. And I find the cart. There, there, There's blood and stuff around the cart. So I'm like, okay, I follow the blood trail. Again, with no waypoints. It's just in the game. Follow the blood trail into the woods. And I come across this bandit camp where the guy was killed. I wa- I take one step out of the tree line. Two guys turn and start running after me. It sounds like, hey, it's two guys. Video games are easy. You just click and, and you hit them and then they're dead, right? No. They run at me. I have no way of blocking them. There's a separate animation just to pull out your weapon. And so I'm getting hit while I'm just trying to pull my weapon out. The stupid block mechanic... Uh-huh only works <laughs> the block like the fighting mechanic is only one-on-one so when there's more than one there's no easy way for you to switch between you or between one opponent and the other one as they're attacking you it sucks the combat is terrible in this game it is the worst combat i've probably played any game in my life uh but the world is immersive enough that i'm going to try and muscle through it for the sake of finding out what happens in the story so check that out <laughs> Mm-hmm. That positive review other than that i've been playing more elder scrolls online which for those of you who want an mmo or who play uh world of warcraft stop playing that play elder scrolls online it's a better game 
fight me. If you have any other opinions, send them into open seating podcast at gmail.com. That's open seating podcast at gmail.com. You can send all of your wrong opinions about how you think World of Warcraft is a better game. E- fight me. All right. There's also been a lot of Pokemon Go updates. Jordan, what, what's, what's this? We are currently on the first week of the May Throwback Challenge 2020. So they announced... Uh, earlier last week, I believe that um, they're doing a throwback challenge for the month of May. So each week of May is featuring uh, timed research. Um, so they're lasting week uh, a week at a time, um, and it, they're all in. Blah, blah, blah. They're inspired by the regions of the Pokemon universe that have been released in Pokemon Go so far. So this week. It started May uh, May first, Friday afternoon. It ends this coming Friday afternoon, May eighth, um, and it's Kanto themed, which that's the first. That's Gen one for those of you who don't know. Um, uh, next week, May eighth to the following Friday, May fifteenth, will be Johto themed, Gen two. Uh, May fifteenth, fifteenth to May twenty second is Hoenn themed, Gen three. Uh, Gen 4 Sinnoh will be May 22nd to May 29th. And then um, what they're calling the Throwback Challenge Champion 2020 Special Research Unlock and Event will go um, June 3rd to June 8th. Um, It's pretty cool. They're bringing back legendaries, right, for them? Like like Mewtwo is a reward for right now. now. Right. So right now while we're in the middle of uh, Kanto... um, there's timed research available. There's nine steps in the timed research. If it's anything like how the special researches have been in the game, it'll be eight steps, and then the ninth is to catch Mewtwo. Um, Are they bringing... Is Mew going to be in it as well? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll look it up in a second. Uh, event-themed field research. Um, double catch XP, double raid XP, double hatch XP. Also, they still have the special bonuses going around for while people are still sheltering in place. Um, double incense duration, increased incense effectiveness. You can open one and a half times as many gifts as normal on a given day, and you can hold double the amount of gifts in your item bag. There's no walking requirement for the Battle League, half hatch distance, and boosted damage. Uh, they did introduce remote raiding a couple of weeks ago, which has, has been, been pretty super cool. Helpful. Um, if you can see the raid from wherever you are, like your house, um, if you can see the battle, you can see the raid, you can join it. If You have to have a special raid pass. There was a bundle box this past week where you got three for one coin. You can also buy... How much are they? You can also that? buy either one remote raid pass for 100 coins or three remote raid passes for 250 coins. Um, like I can see right now there's a gem not far from our house, like a block away from our house that's about to hatch any second now. Um, it'll be a dark cry. And so if there were people in oh, it I and John and that. I wanted to do it, we wouldn't have yeah, to leave the house. Phone? We could do it. Well, we can't beat it with just the two of us. Other people would have just to be in. Just the two of us. No, but I'm going to check it and see if people jump into it because if so... Your boy needs to do that for a challenge anyway. So, um, and then so hold on, I'm gonna try to find that out about me real quick. It's super cool. I'm I'm really I'm happy that Niantic is adding stuff like the remote raids and all of that to support everyone still being home. Here we go. So the event overview and summary for this week, uh, the rest of this week. If you haven't been playing, um, and you want to jump in, 
awesome. Uh, you get double catch XP, double raid XP, and double hatch XP, like I said. Um, if you need a reminder for the starters for this region, it's Bulbasaur, Charmander, and um, Squirtle, the best three. Um, you can co you complete eight sets of tasks in the Kanto timed research before the end of the event, so before uh, Friday at 1 p.m. local time, and you earn 10 rare candies, which is a pretty big deal. Usually you only get one at a time. Um, and you can catch a Mewtwo who knows the ult move Psy Strike, which does 90 damage. It's a psychic attack. Uh, they also dropped Shiny Venonat and Venomoth in the game. I'm looking for them, and I can't find any of them. Um, Venonats, it's a Pokemon from the Kanto region will appear more frequently. We get Venonats here all the time. Maybe other re parts of the country don't. I don't know. Uh, but Chansey's spawning, that's been, nice. that's been a big deal. Um, also... Uh, Pikachu wearing Charizard hats are appearing in the wild. They're hey. adorable. You can't evolve them, which is bullshit, um, <laughs> but they're adorable. And then uh, hatching from 7K eggs are Venonat, Machop, Onyx, Lickitung, Tangela, Scyther, Pinsir, Lapras, and Eevee. Um, Event-exclusive field research tasks reward Kanto Pokemon. Um, so Gen 1 Pokemon and Pokemon from the Kanto region will also be available to battle in raids. Um, I've done a Squirtle raid. I've done a Magikarp raid. Um, it's been pretty cool. And yeah, so it started this past Friday, May 1st at 1 p.m. local time. It will end May 8th, Friday at 1 p.m. local time. And that's when it will switch over to uh, the Johto-themed research. So that's what I got. Sweet. Thank you. Uh, any other things that you've been playing this week? No. No? All right. Uh, if I wanted to mention, I'm thinking if I want to mention anything else on here. No, that's pretty much it. Um, I want more people to play Elder Scrolls Online. It's such a good game. That's all I'm going to say. You about heard it. the man. Play it. Buy it. It's great. They have a uh, Skyrim expansion coming out um, pretty soon, which I'm excited about. I think it comes out in two weeks. I think in two weeks. Mm. Where they add the Skyrim region? Anyway, I... Goodness. The segment will be too long if I go into a rant about it. I'm just going to mention the games and then move on. If you want to know more about the games, come watch me on twitch.tv slash largebookcase. Find me at youtube.com slash largebookcase. Or send all of your opinions to... OpenSeatingPodcast at gmail.com. That's OpenSeatingPodcast at gmail.com. It's not a recording. I just throw it over and then wait until <laughs> Jordan jumps in. And says it. All right, let's move on to books. Uh, the only couple, I have three things I wanted to mention. They'll probably go pretty quick. First one is we have two new Dresden Files books coming up this year. We were only expecting one of them, and I think this was announced way back, but I don't remember if I announced it on the show or not. But instead of just one this year, we have two. Uh, one comes out in July, one comes out in September. Super excited. I, I need to reread all 16 books. I'm not going to read all 16 books. I'm going to spark note it, mm. make sure that I remember everything and then just move on. Uh, super excited about that. Apart from that, some news. The state of Alaska has removed a bunch of famous books from their school curriculum, citing them as like having controversial content. So they wanted to remove them. Basically they're adding things to their banned books list, like catch 22. And um, what was the other one you said? Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby. Ugh. They're classic so books. Like, we that's read. Just... We had to read *Great Gatsby* in the eleventh grade, and it was. I was so engrossed in it while I was reading it during state testing because it was like the last book of the year that we read. And then I closed the book, and I was like, I don't give a shit about anything that happened to anyone in this book because they all sucked. 
you're not wrong, but what I'm thinking of is like they're saying that that is a book that needs to get removed. And I remember I read Touching Spirit Bear, and there's straight up a segment where the main character is put on an island and is mauled by a bear. Did you not? And have then to- has to like eat a mouse that crawls into his hand to survive, and then he like throws a, it like in detail is describing this stuff that. But it's a fantastic book. Don't get me wrong. Did like, you not have book, to read but... Huckleberry Finn and it's blatant racism? No, I did. I just didn't think that was part of regular curriculum. I didn't know if it was. It was regular curriculum. So I don't know if it is today. That is it what was I was 10 saying. years ago. I didn't know if today that was still a thing. Regardless, it's not a banned book, right? Um, um, no, I don't think Huck Finn is banned. These sound like they're more banned books. But on the other side of that, the Guggenheim Museum has released, I believe it's about 200 books for free. Goog. The Googs. Uh, and I, di- I do know that I mentioned this before. Check out Amazon. Check out uh, some other bookstores and your libraries now that Audible. they're opening. Audible, because they're a great, there are a lot of sources or a lot of places where you can find either free books um, or, yeah, just great deals during the quarantine. Uh, for book readers. Mm -hmm. All right. For us, I'm still reading through the last Codex Lyra book, um, and that's pretty much it. Jordan, what have you got? I confirmed and paid for my pre-order of the Hunger Games prequel book that comes out. I forgot that was coming out. Comes out, I believe, on the 19th um, of May. Yeah. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins. And it's um, it's going to take place, I believe, during the... I think it's 10 minutes... Or 10 minutes. Ten, right before the first I book. I think it's 10 <laughs> years before uh, the first Hunger Games book. This is the Rogue One so to Hunger for people Games who, So for people who know the books really well, um, I believe that puts us at the... Um, Either the Hunger Games, that Finnick O'Dare one, or very close to that era. Because Finnick won, I believe, 10 years before Katniss and Peeta did. Okay. Um, So I will be excited to read that. Um, And then yesterday, um, so for Harry Potter fans, um, most of us know that May 2nd is the anniversary of the Battle of Hogwarts which took place in 1998 and um, no 1997. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. How um, could you? I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, May 2nd battle of Hogwarts. Um, and usually there's two things here. One um, May 2nd has been listed now because of that as international Harry Potter day. Cool. And also um, people will know true fans will know that every may 2nd joe rowling typically takes to twitter and apologizes for the death of one character you say true fans do you mean like just real fans yeah fans real fans what if i what if i call myself a fan and i didn't know that then you're not a real fan oh my god (laughs) send in your opinions no don't send those opinions in (laughs) i that is a factual statement um anyway she typically Every year since the seventh book has come out and Twitter has been a thing. Um, So there was a little bit of overlap there. But she takes to Twitter and she apologizes for the death of one character. Um, This year, she did a four-part tweet where she just basically made a statement saying it didn't feel right with everything going on with the coronavirus to apologize for a fictional death. So instead, she donated a million pounds each to two different charities. One to a charity for hunger 
and one to a charity for domestic violence. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's that's the that's the stuff we need right now. Awesome. Any books you're reading right now? Still trying to go through Thousandth Floor. Not that it's bad. It's just taken me a while. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Especially while we have all these movies to watch. That's that's really what it is. I keep getting distracted by movies. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's move on to music. I have no music news this week, so it's all going to be us. And even with us, to me, I've been listening pretty much the same stuff this week. I haven't really found anything new. No new albums have come out that I've been listening to. Well, then allow me to take the wheel here. Go right ahead. So I'm still listening through that giant 79-song album from the uh, One World Together at Home. Um, The ones I've listened to have been great. Um, The Jonas Brothers last week, not last, not this past week, but the week before, dropped another documentary on Amazon Prime. Uh, their first one came out last year. Um, it came out with their most recent album, Happiness Begins, um, was the album. And then um, Chasing Happiness was the documentary. This documentary is called um, Happiness Continues, and it is a documentary about the actual Happiness Begins tour that they went on last year to promote the album that I was at in September and it was one of the four best nights of my life along with the other three times I've seen the Jonas Brothers in concert. We're married by the way. (laughs) We had a wedding. We went on a honeymoon. Please continue. I I love the reaction. Um... Anyway, it was really good. Um, definitely not the same experience as being there. I would say if you did not get tickets to the show, um, to the Happiness Begins tour, watch it. Because um, not only do they show the concert itself, of course, but also just the behind-the-scenes stuff. It was excellent. Um, if you did go to the concert, watch it anyway. Not the same experience, but still really emotional, still really good. Um, also, um, Kevin Ousola, who... Uh, some people may know better as KO from Pentatonics. Uh, he released a new EP on Friday, I believe it was, and it is called um, Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. So uh, five songs. He does um, cello boxing. Uh, so he plays the he cello. He punches cellos yeah. for your amusement. Yeah. So he plays the cello and beatboxes on top of that. He's very talented. <laughs> He's very good. Um, so I'm really excited to listen through that as well. I want to see a weigh-in between he and a cello. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> the blog will be going up tomorrow at some point in the afternoon, probably um, Mother's Day blog, since Mother's Day is a week from today, uh, next Sunday. So... Um, you can follow that at um, on my Wix site. Um, the blog is called Audio Aesthetics. You can follow it on Instagram as well, at Audio Aesthetics. That's A-U-D-I-O-A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C-S. I had to like really focus to make sure you were spelling that Me right. Too. <laughs> I had to pretend like I was typing it. There's no like B A N A N A S like thing for the word aesthetics. So. No, it's a weird word. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, let's move on to sports. Uh, for those of you who are Game of Thrones fans, I'm, I hope I'm going to pronounce this correctly. Hathor Bjornsson. The mountain. The mountain. 
more more well known as the mountain the from mountain. Game of Thrones, uh, recently from home set a new world record for deadlifting. He deadlifted one point one one thousand one hundred four pounds. I don't know, it's one point one. Uh, 1,104 pounds. That's half a ton. That's insane. This man is huge. If you if you watched Game of Thrones, you know just how big this guy is in real life. If you didn't, just search Game of Thrones the mountain and be in awe. This man is a specimen. He's he's a unit for sure. He's an absolute unit. So yeah, he set a new deadlifting record, which is pretty sick, from home. Who says he can't be an athlete from home? Next story. NASCAR. (laughs) What? (laughs) NASCAR is coming back on May 17th. Of all the sports to come back. That would be the first damn one. NASCAR is coming back on May 17th. It's contactless. Yeah, that's... Well, I guess... Yeah, that's fair. That's all I had on that one. Last story. (laughs) NASCAR is coming back. Praise hell, praise Dale. Oh, please don't. (laughs) Uh, About it. For the... For those... uh, for those of you who like boxing, apparently Mike Tyson is coming out of retirement to do some fighting for charity, which is awesome. It's also awesome, as in it is it put it is awe, puts me in awe, puts one in awe. It's awe wild, inspiring. Th- Thank you. It's wild to think that Tyson, at fifty three years old, is going to start boxing again. He's going to like do a thing, not like professional, but you know what I mean. He's going to go box. That's wild. Dude, still got it. Don't worry about Omar. He's not with us no more. All right. That's it for, for that. Uh, all right. Next up, we got tra- weather and traffic. It's hot. It's getting hotter. No traffic. A little bit worse. 25% more traffic. That was our weather and traffic update. And uh, we don't have, we don't have any emails this week, so uh, that's it for the show. If you have any thoughts, corrections, or queries, send us an email. OpenSeatingPodcast at gmail.com. That's OpenSeatingPodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is this podcast is produced and edited by John himself. You can follow him on <laughs> Twitch. Twitch.tv slash large bookcase. And on YouTube at large bookcase as well. You can follow my blog, Audio Aesthetics, on my Wix site, which can be accessed through the blog's Instagram, Audio Aesthetics. And I think that's it. Bye. See you next week. Bye.